Are you ready? Oh, we are ready. Tristan. Tristan, get off. Tristan. I'm good. Get I'm off Poker Bros because we're doing it now. Tristan, what's great about 3DS is you can close it and it'll go to sleepy sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sleepy times. If they didn't want me to play the game, they shouldn't make it so effing addictive. Yeah, I know. It's so good. <laughs> it really is so good. Just make sure not to save in a Pokestop. That's, no, Whoops. that's not true. That's not true. That, uh, that thing that's happening to people, it's a, a, from a glitch. that people. So people are using this program to like edit their attributes and get like super high level pokemon and and like pokemon they shouldn't have yet Mm. and that that bottom screen not working thing is a like 100 percent cause uh by that that bug that people are doing the guy who made the bug even posted on twitter like you guys are dumb for doing this oh good yeah so (laughs) you you can sleep soundly tonight as you will not break your game so long as you don't do the stupid thing that they posted online Yes. Well, everyone, welcome to episode thirty-nine. One Woo! shy, one shy away from forty of uh, Pixelators Land Party podcast. It's oh, been a yeah. couple of weeks, but we had we all had some personal stuff going on. Uh, yes. Scotchman over here had some had some pretty big news, and uh, I was busy with the the wifey wife doing mm-hmm. her paper flower business, and Tristan was. Who knows what Tristan was doing? No, we don't really keep tabs on him. So. I was on vacation. vacation. Oh, that's right. Tristan was on another vacation because he's a life liver. I don't know <laughs> what that's. Li- I don't know what that's like. Yeah. So, uh, man, it's Danny, been a while. So, oh yeah, Danny, Danny is away this us. evening. She's uh, she has regretfully informed us that she has to raid. And those of you who are into uh, WoW understand that you do not ditch your raid party, and so we respect that. Yes, yes. While we miss her, we understand. So she's the healer. She's got to be there. Yeah, you got to have peeps heal, yo. Got to have peeps heal, yo. Cut the defibrillator. Anyway, <laughs> so what do you guys been playing? Oh man, uh, should I just get it all out now? Should I go first? I don't know why you ask. We just always assume you're going to go I first because you, you talk. Do. You talk like so talking. much. All right. So okay, guys and gals, hello. Uh, so I've been playing since the last episode so much Dishonored 2, so much Dishonored 2. I have put in, as of the time of this recording, 15 hours of gameplay. Now, those of you who are like, well, whatever, 15 hours, not that long. That's, that is conjunctively like squished together all of the saves. And it's not actually, I don't think, recording how many times I have reloaded a save. So are let you, me just... Are you saves coming? Yeah, I am. Because I'm a sack of crap, but I'm also achievement whoring, and I want to tell you about it. So let me tell you what I'm doing. So this is my first run, mind you. I've never touched the game before, but I love this style of game. I love Dishonored. I put a whole bunch of time into it, and I'm doing the same thing here. So I started the game off just kind of tacitly thinking, all right, well, I'm assuming there's going to be a ghost. I'm assuming there's going to be a no-kills, so I'm going to go for ghost no-kills, right? So I start the game off. I choose to go with Corvo because I wanted to finish up his storyline from the first game. So I'm on hard, Corvo, ghost, no kills. And then I discover that you can actually disable any kind of powers for an Iron Man achievement. So I'm like, okay, well, now I'm doing ghost, hard mode, Corvo, no powers, no kills. I'm 14 hours into this game. 
probably closer to 20 or so hours because certain levels are damn near impossible unless you reload your save, try it again, reload your save, try it again. Mm-hmm. Quick saving and quick loading is the name of the game. Now, I'm going to tell you about this. First off, I'm going to tell you why I like it. Second off, I'm going to tell you why I'm mad at it right now. I love the game. The world is incredibly beautiful. The AI are much smarter than they used to be. The storyline and back, like, everything is way more fleshed out than it ever has been. The new enemies are creepy as hell. I love pretty much everything about this, and I really don't ever want to stop playing it. And the fact that I can play it an entirely different way with a different character and get a completely different outcome excites me to no end. So I've got, at very least, another 15 to 20 hours ahead of me again when I play it as Emily Caldwin. So you can imagine my excitement because this is what I kind of live for is just games that are painful and take forever. And for some reason, everyone assumes that I should hate myself, but I love that kind of puzzle. Okay, now that's why I love it. You guys should play it. If you haven't played it, definitely pick it up. It's absolutely worth it. If you're waiting for the sale, there probably will be one, but it's worth paying $60 for. And I don't say that very often for very many games. Yes, I do, but that's neither here nor there. I have a question. What's up? Are you ever going to finish The Witcher 3? No. Yes. <laughs> I'll get there. You son of a bitch. I'm about, I'm almost through blood and wine. I finished heart. I finished the main plot. I finished uh, hearts of stone, which is great. Um, and blood and wine. I think I'm like probably three fourths through the way of it. Yeah. And you probably play like drops. 500 hours of that game. All the I really actually probably, I'm going to take a, I'm going to, I'll tweet out a screenshot of how many hours I plugged into that. Cause oh, that'd be interesting. Insane. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know across steam and across, uh, Xbox. Um, okay, so yes, I will get there. But the reason I'm mad about it, and this is a this is just like a general PSA. Okay, the dishonor- this first Dishonored game, you could at the end of the level hit a button and replay the whole thing. It was annoying if you hit that by accident, but it did ask you like, are you sure you want to play it again? But what it would do is take you back to the start of the level, and this was an important thing because. If you are going for an achievement, for the most part, you can pay attention to, okay, well, I shouldn't have killed that guy. I'm going to have to go back a save, right? Or, okay, I shouldn't have been detected there. I felt it when he saw me. Like, I saw the things go off. You know, everyone's pissed off. I get it, right? You, you know where you have messed up. And these games are very good at telling you where that is. Now, the problem with this is in a no-kill run in Dishonored, and I like the fact that they do this, you can't leave bodies on the ground. If you leave bodies on the grounds, rats will eat them, and that counts as a kill. Now, the problem with this is it doesn't tell you when they died. So you can imagine my conundrum when I'm 12 hours into the game, and I have been saving, and I'm really good at making sure I have at least six saves at any given time, and I'm rolling through my saves. I'm always giving myself at least probably 30 minutes or so of checkpoints that I can go back to in case I really mess up and can't get out of a situation. It's just smart gameplay. Okay, so I get all the way to the end of the level of level five, and it took me three hours to get through level five, mind you. Ghost, no kills, no power, so no teleporting, um, and everyone is really hypersensitive because it's on hard, right? Okay. And... Again, this is a grand total of about 12 hours into the game, three hours to this level, 12 hours total. And I get to the end of the level, and I go to the boat, and I get on it, and the game records that I got entirely through the, the lit mission without being seen, but I killed three people. I thought you were <laughs> doing a no-kill run. I was doing a no-kill run. 
And I apparently have failed my no-kill run because when I looked at it, the earliest save that I had was about 30 minutes prior to getting on the boat. So I'm like, okay, I must have left somebody on the ground. I'm going to load that save, as mad as I am about it, and I will go find everyone that I knocked out secretly again all the way through the level, pick them up, put them on a park bench, and then go back to the boat, right? Great. So I go back through the level. I spend another hour and a half looking around, trying to find whoever I left on the ground who got eaten by rats. I pick them all up very carefully, very sneakily, put them on benches so they cannot possibly be hurt, and then I go to the boat. And guess what I find? Three motherfucking kills in this game. So somewhere in level five, probably in the very beginning, somebody died and I didn't notice. And it's not somebody I killed because I'm very cautious about who I shoot with a sleep dart and who I do not. It means that somebody died, probably fell in the water and drowned, or fell off of a balcony when I shocked them and died. And I didn't notice because the game doesn't tell you as you go. Now, why is this significant? Why am I bitching about this? Because Will just hit the X button at the end of the level and go back to the beginning. Dishonored 2 doesn't fucking have one. You cannot go back to the beginning of any level. In fact, you cannot go to the main menu and load a level. You have to play the game again. It's oh. not built hey, Tony, into the game. How hard would it be to add a sad violin track to his vocals? Oh, I'm totally going to do, do that. Okay. Because I'm so upset right now. Okay, so... Obviously, I know, you know, we all know, I didn't kill them. So I'm going to play the rest of the game as if I'm going to earn the achievement because that's what I set out to do. But the game will not record that, meaning I must now do a second run of this game on the same settings to try to get this like totaled achievement, assuming there's a bundled one and they'd be stupid not to put a bundled one. And assuming you finish it unless you play it like The Witcher. Unless I play it like The Witcher. I won't. I'm actually going to plow through this because it's a really <laughs> interesting game. Um, I'm going to play it again right after I finish this one. So my hope is that now I know where the level works are and I've been through it one time, I can do it a lot quicker. So my time will go down and it won't feel as much of a slog. Um, but I mean, come on. It's not... I shouldn't have to remember as the gamer save here and don't touch this save file until you get to the boat. It's three hours worth of gameplay. And if you're running through it, that may not be that long. It may only be 30 minutes of a time if you're playing on easy or if you're just running through murdering people and you don't have to worry about anything. Sure, the levels aren't that hard. But if you can't teleport, if you can't be seen, and if you can't murder anybody to make your problems go away, it's a really, really difficult game. And I love that. But I also kind of wish that the game didn't literally shove their fifths into my ass and say, you can't do this anymore. And my and my achievements are gone. So I'm going for Ghost now, and I'm going for, you know, the Iron Man achievement that you get for having no powers and completing the game. But I just kind of feel robbed a little bit because I would happily play that level again. I would spend another three hours on that one level, but the game literally looking at me and saying, cool, now you got to do 14 hours again. Have fun. It, I don't know. It just feels... It feels like they missed something obvious with that one, and I'm not really sure that the next patch, which is supposedly going to add that in and add New Game Plus, is going to be enough to fix that for me. Don't get me wrong, it is amazing, but please God, remember if you're doing a run, you have to save at the beginning, and you can't touch your save until you get to the end. Otherwise, well, you're going to be right. Anyway, so, done bitching. That was, so, that was my five minutes of bitching about Dishonored 2. I love it. But are you I'm done so talking about fists in your butt? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah.
Great. Yeah. What have you guys been playing? Is that all you've been playing on Ticket? Uh, I've been playing a whole bunch of Overwatch, but I'm going to talk about that when I talk about news, because I have some news about that. Um, and, oh, there is a mobile game, because I have to get my rage out somehow. There's a mobile game called Run Gun Jump Gun, which you the, recommended. That's the one I sent you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. Have you, you like played it? it? Have you no. played it? Oh, no. dude, you got to get it. It's totally it's worth so it. Good. Okay. It is, first off, a really... It seemed like, it seemed like your kind of game. It's a side-scroller shooter, and that's all it does, but it's got an amazing soundtrack that's like designed for the game. Uh, the sound effects are amazing. You actually kind of want to listen to it with headphones. Most games, I'm kind of like, okay, whatever, like, sure, soundtrack. But this game, I actually turn off music so I can listen to this. Um, it's so fast-paced, and it is so, like, pulls you into it. You really are just running through derelict spaceships using your gun to hover over things. Kind of like a side-scroller, I don't want to say the word Flappy Bird because everyone's like, oh, God, Flappy Bird. But, like, you know, dodging stuff like a side-scroller does when you're moving too fast to stop. Not unlike Jetpack Joyride. Right, like Jetpack Joyride, mm-hmm. right. It's, yeah, more similar to that, except much quicker. Um, and then you can shoot forward to blow up stuff in your path as well, and you often have to because there's chainsaws and stuff. It's kind of like a mobile version of Super Meat Boy, except it's all in one direction and you can't possibly stop. It's great. Cool. It's really great. I recommend it wholeheartedly. I think it's $2 on iOS, and I believe it's available on Google Play for the same, um, but it's worth it. I would recommend it. Nice. Run, gun, jump, gun. Yeah, it was a feature in the App Store. It might still be under the Featured section. It may be, and it's worthwhile being in there, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Cool. What about you guys? Tristan? Uh, well... I was on vacation last week, and I went to the uh, most magical place on Earth. So what that means is I was walking around for like 10 miles a day, and I didn't have a lot of time to play games. Uh, but what I have been playing is a Not crap even waiting in line? So <laughs> if, if I wasn't married, then I would totally have done that the whole time. But I had to like entertain my wife and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to like leave her. Anyways, so <laughs> I know, I know. so I did the street passing stuff the whole time. And a couple of things I noticed about that is uh, not nearly as many street passes as I did last time I went to Disneyland in like 2011, I think, or 2012. I guess that, it would have been 2012. That makes sense. I guess that makes sense because that's right when it came out and everyone had one. Mm. But I still got a pretty substantial amount and I really appreciate the new... Uh, street pass queue system where you can hold up to a hundred of them. Yeah. It makes life way easier just being able to kind of collect them and go through them like later that night. So that's what I did. Majority of the week was get street passes, which another thing about street passes is once you collect all the puzzle pieces, you quickly realize that street pass isn't all that fun anymore. So it was kind of boring. Uh, but uh, a few days after I got there, the newest Pokemon game came out, so I downloaded that, and I played that on and off throughout the trip, and I have been playing that super hardcore since I got home yesterday, and it's fantastic. I and love that game so much. Tell everyone which one you got. <laughs> I got uh, Moon Version. Cool. Yeah. Why? Why did I get Moon Version? Correct. Most uh, My biggest deciding factor on Moon was... Uh, the time system in the game so if you're playing sun it's like a normal day night cycle so when mm. it's morning out it's it's morning in real life it's morning in the game in moon it's reverse so when it's night outside here it's daytime in the game and because i work a job 
chances are I'm going to be playing it most often at night. So it would be nice oh. to be out in the day when the game. Uh, that was my biggest deciding factor for that. Interesting. I actually didn't know that at all. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're reversed from each other. Which I mean, technically, weird. you could just set the internal clock wrong, right? You could. Yeah, you could do that. But that's that's, that's what cheaters that's what cheaters who want to get through <laughs> Animal Crossing faster do, and nobody likes a cheater. Actually, that's what I've done for my Animal Crossing here because we only ever play like after work, and so when we had it set to normal time all the animals would go to bed like, I don't know, 40 minutes after we started playing. So we decided to set it that at 6 p.m. it's noon in the game. And so it's much more averaged out to, oh, it's like early evening. And on top of that, I have been uh, continuing to mess around with the adorable NES Classic that I acquired last week. Ah, that you you had your great unboxing video? Yeah. Yeah. I really want to do... So I have committed myself to getting an Elgato HD Pro 60 to hook up to my computer. I have one. They're nice. Yeah. I'm going to get the one that's like an actual capture card that plugs in the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So Mm. I can capture, yeah. Um, But because I just really want to be able to capture footage and this... this, Because like people were commenting on the unboxing video like, hey, show us what, you know, what the menus look like and what the gameplay looks like. And I'm like, I can't... (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know I've, how. I've committed that's going to be my next big purchase probably is, is going to be that. And uh, then we'll be able to kind of hey. capture that and game footage for stuff, more stuff on the site because I do hey want to be able to I'd, do more video boss. stuff. I was going to say I love editing. So if you don't want to yeah. do it, I'd, I'd love to edit and do VO and all that stuff. Get, mm-hmm. get into that more. Cool. Is that all you've been playing? Yeah, man. Like I said, I was busy. I mean, I did uh, I did some Animal Crossing stuff. Um, yeah. You know, my daily shells and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the majority of my last week was just kind of walking around, eating churros, and going on the Haunted Mansion over and over. So <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Right on, man. Well, I uh, had to think back. And I remember I got this game uh, two days after our last podcast. Uh, I had played... Robinson the Journey through its entirety on PSVR. I'm still working on a review because uh, I was working on a review for a game prior to that. Um, did, you, did you talk about how some of the devs were in your stream? Well, I was just going to get to that. It was really cool. So I, I decided, you know what? Uh, you know, uh, Tristan and Will, you guys were, you know, at work. And I was like, I'm off today. So, you know, I'll hop on Twitch, which I never, like, never Twitch. I That's usually true. don't. I usually don't ever go on Twitch, but I was like, you know what? I'll hop on the stream and I'll uh, I'll invite you guys so you have something to watch. Mm-hmm. So I sent the link to you guys. And one thing that's cool in PlayStation VR, and I, I don't know if this works in other VR headsets, but um, and a lot of people didn't know this in the stream when I told them, is uh, in PlayStation VR, when you're broadcasting, there's an option to have all the comments read to you. So people were typing and stuff and then... Uh, it was getting read to me and I was just talking back and forth. Um, and another cool thing that I found out is the microphone that's embedded in the PSVR is pretty damn good. Because uh, I listened to my voiceover and it sounded it sounded clear. I was impressed. Um, that's so nice. It's embedded yeah, it's into, the can- into the headset? Right into the headset, yeah. Uh, oh, and nice. it sounds really good. So um, I was playing and you know, you got, uh, Tristan was on for most of the day, I think, until you had to leave. And... Um, 
I had people hopping in and out asking me questions because it, you know, the game had just come out and not a lot of people have PSVR. And by the end of the night, I was the top Robinson the Journey stream supposedly on Twitch. Nice. We had almost almost a thousand views and you famous. The- I know. And the coolest part was one of the developers for the game actually hopped in and he was answering questions. Um, There were two parts that I was really embarrassed I got stuck on. One of them was a bug, so it wasn't my fault. Um, Because it said I I collected, didn't collect something I did, and I thought I needed to collect it to move the story forward, which I did need to. Uh, But long story short, it was a bug and I had it and it wasted like an hour of the stream mm. um but people didn't care they were really cool uh it opened my eyes to how supportive you know online community and twitch community could be mm-hmm. um people were like oh no you know you're doing really good you know all these people uh uh started following us we got a lot more follows nice. uh, people said oh they're like you know you have a good personality you have a good voice you know it was it was, it was really cool um and especially having one of the devs for the game in there was neat tony's voice is very nice yeah it is anyway the game um did not live up to my expectations Uh, (laughs) oh man what a great setup for that that was amazing not hold on no well i had a really high expectations so um not a bad game not Mm -hmm. i don't think it's a 60 dollar game is that what it cost yeah uh uh Fortunately, I you know fortunately I got a review copy, but I I could not I couldn't recommend it at sixty. I could recommend it at forty, definitely mm-hmm. thirty, but probably forty at the most. Um, it's a lot of climbing, uh, and not a lot of dinosaur interacting. And my other isn't big that kind of like is, the biggest thing that they said? You yeah, and my my other my other complaint is you know you have this little dinosaur with you, um, Lakia, I think her name was. And uh, little Yoshi. baby T-Rex. Yeah, Yoshi. But you only use her for like one or two puzzles. That's it. Oh. And I was like, well, what's the point? With Laika. Laika, yeah, yeah Laika. So uh, that was mm. a bummer. Um, gorgeous game, though. Um, in that time, I also got the PlayStation 4 Pro and migrated everything over. And I did a whole video and set up and all that on that. You guys could see on the site. A lot nice. of Tristan's and Danny's unboxings. Um, and then I quick popped on uh, Robinson the Journey. It definitely looks more clear in the PSVR due to the super sampling. Uh, and uh, Battlezone looks more clear too uh, and has some more graphical effects. Uh, other than that though, I was playing... Um, oh, Animal Crossing for a while, and then yeah. I hopped, and then I hopped off that and jumped on the Pokemon bandwagon again. Uh, I got Pokemon Sun. I've been playing that for quite a bit, and I also did a poll on Twitter, and I asked which open world game should I play, and it was between Watch Dogs Two, which is kind of a sandbox, but you know it's pretty open, yeah. uh, and Final Fantasy Fifteen, and not to my surprise, seventy-one percent of people said Final Fantasy fifteen. Well, That's I wouldn't. Nice. I wouldn't got Watch Dogs two anyway. And I have to say, <laughs> I know everyone voted, and I said, "Screw all that." <laughs> well, I, I mean, I might get it eventually, but I have yeah, to I say, hands down, easily way better than Watch Dogs one. No contest. Really? 
Oh I, not that God, I haven't yeah. played it yet, so don't don't read into car- it. Right? I just was hurt yet, though, is it? I was hurt so bad by Watch Dogs One. No, so it's Final Fantasy like, comes out like the uh, 29th. Yeah, yeah, like two weeks later. Um, I was hurt so bad by Watch Dogs. 1, I know, me too. And everybody was hurt so bad. I just I, know. I couldn't bring myself to be like, yeah, that's a good buy. Oh, it's so fun! At, it's at so launch. fun. I just mm, so okay. I've probably been playing for ten or fifteen hours, um, and there's a lot of cool things you unlock. So, what I like about this game is when when Watch Dogs tries to be Grand Theft Auto, it's a horrible game. If you just go in guns a blazing, it sucks. But what I like about this is the hacking systems are so much deeper, and you can you you have a 3d printer so you can like 3d print weapons and stuff which is horrifying to think of in real life uh but then you can also 3d print yourself a drone and this little rc car that can hop so the whole time i've been playing i shot one person because you have to in a mission and that's it the other two people i shot are with a stun gun everything else has been a combination of hacking with cameras the droid uh not the droid the drone and the little RC car. It's so cool mm-hmm. uh, when you go about it that way. Um, yeah, man, I just, I really like it. And there's I, something. Uh, I'm hearing that it has the classic Ubisoft problem of spending a lot of time making you climb stuff. Yeah. Is that true? I haven't climbed anything because I've just been, I've been using my drone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just I just did a mission where I had to I was supposed to climb up a radio tower and I was like fuck that I'm not doing that so what? I took the elevator I took the elevator up and then I just let my drone fly and I was like yeah sitting on my laptop hacking away um, the other thing that I really like is so <laughs> you can you can like hack cars and make them move and all that stuff but uh, if like there's a place that I try and infiltrate and if I if I'm having a hard time I I could just pick someone at random. And call a, a gang hit in on them. And I just, everyone just wipes everyone out. And then I just go in and I get all what? kinds of money. Yo, it's so good. Or if someone pisses me off, like I'll be walking and they'll say something to me. And I'm just like, you piece of shit. And I'll, call the, <laughs> I'll call the cops on him. Oh, man. Like the world is so interesting just to watch. So someone pisses me off. I'll call the cops on him, right? The cops come flying in. They go to arrest him. The girls are going to do anything. I didn't do anything. So then... While that's happening, I'll also hack the cop car so it drives backwards. So then one cop goes and runs to get the cop car, and the other cop turns around and watches the cop, and then the suspect runs off. Uh, it's just like it's so interesting to watch the dynamics and how things interact and intertwine. Mm. And it feels so much more alive to me than GTA V did. Mm. And I feel like a lot of that has to do with the complications of AI systems. So I'm really interested to see maybe what the next iteration that'll be on current gen systems of like a Grand Theft Auto would be like. Mm. Um, Because this is the way that things and people interact with each other and Watch Dogs 2 is pretty comical. Um, Yeah, I'm having a blast with it though. It's so good. Being able to just call the cops in on someone and everything. and uh, That's pretty good. It's a lot of fun. It really is. Um, That's all I've been playing though. But man, I... I 100% recommend that game. I haven't even finished it. It's just, it's a blast. Nice. Nice. Uh, Well, maybe I will check it out. I don't know. I I have to, 
I'll have to see. It, it might be worth it, but I think for now, my new obsession is going to be Dishonored 2, because at the very least, I haven't even seen what the power scheme looks like, so it's a whole new game waiting that's for me. That's fair, that's fair. Whole new game. Plus, I gotta do that no kills run again. Thanks, Bethesda. Yeah, Alright, guys, so I'm uh, gonna burn through the news. I've got something also, so I've got two, I got a news. Alright, I'm gonna start with PlayStation. So PS4 Pro and PS4 Slim sales are neck and neck in Japan, uh, boosting Sony's overall numbers, which is good as a company. Uh, PlayStation View, which is Sony's um, online TV service, is now available on the fourth gen Apple TV, finally. Uh, My one complaint is it doesn't have the CW network, and a lot of the shows my, my wife watches are on there. Otherwise, I would have subscribed. Plus, it's $10 more each plan in New York which is annoying. Um, mods are now finally available for Fallout 4 on PS4, and The Last Guardian got a new CG trailer. I'm still looking forward to that game. Xbox News. Uh, Xbox One's holiday updates have started rolling out to users, and they contain features like clubs, a looking for a group, achievement rarity, group messaging, and more. Uh, some other news that's pretty recent for Xbox is now uh, Xbox Gamers, as of December 12th, will be able to stream Xbox One games through their Windows 10 PC onto Oculus, the Oculus headset. Uh, Similar to the way that PlayStation VR users can play PS4 games, it'll be like a big uh, cinema-style screen. It just completes a circuit and sends it to the Oculus. Exactly. It's just another screen. That's all it is. Okay. Um, Which further, further... is just kind of one more step closer to the fact uh, and my prediction that Oculus is going to be the headset for They have to offer a big Scorpio. buyout. But, I don't know. Right. I, could, I could be wrong, though, because now, you know, now Microsoft is making their own Windows 10 headsets, so I could be wrong, and this could just be a stepping stone for our lineup. Yeah, I think they just might be, being, might be introducing their players to the fact that, hey, get used to that this could be the future. Could so be. when we release ours, it's not like a crazy idea. They're like, oh, yeah, we did that with Oculus before. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo Either way, news. exciting exciting stuff, yeah. Yeah, pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo news. So Super Mario Run launches on the App Store December 15th as a free-to-try title. Unlocking the whole game will be an in-app purchase of $9.99. We will talk more about it in a bit. Okay. I uh, know. Nintendo's stock uh, rose about 6%. It looks great. Yeah, I'm very uh, excited. <laughs> after <laughs> after this uh, this news may, broke out, may or may not have holdings. Uh, Nintendo, you know, Nintendo's been branching out with their IP and everything. So they also yeah. partnered with Escape the Room designer Scrap to bring Defenders of the Triforce to eight cities, beginning January 31st. Uh, I'm sad to report, at least last time I heard, they are all sold out. So mm. sorry about that. Uh, Nintendo registered a trademark for Wave Race in Europe. Mm. Uh, Nintendo Nintendo also stealth released Swapdoodle, which is a replacement for Swapnote app, which I never used. Uh, I don't know about you guys. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. What? And Pokemon Sun and Moon have been released. No, 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 no. Back up. <laughs> what is this? What is this Nintendo news that I am oblivious of somehow? Oh, you didn't hear? They released they released Swapdoodle on what, what Friday. It's a free. Uh, so it's you know what Swapnote was? 
Man, that Disney bubble really gets you hard. I had no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on Friday, they just dropped Swap Doodle on the eShop, which is, was was their successor to Swap Note after they uh, you know canned it. What's, but appara- it, apparently it, now there's like things you can purchase. Is it for free? It's for free, but then there's different, I guess, doodles and things you can purchase like to learn can how to draw certain I things. Can I draw penises and send them to my friends? Yeah. I don't know. But I, I will think I'll I'll download Swap Doodle and you can send me swap dicks. It'll add penis a test. We can swap dicks. Swap dick doodle swap dicks. Guy. Holiday dick swaps. Swap doodle dicks. So while you uh, doodle a dick, I'm gonna go with the industry news. So Overwatch's somber update is live for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yes, uh, I have over- more Overwatch nude. Nude? Cool. Nude. Overwatch version version 1.5 also introduced a new map and arcade mode I for players to enjoy. I also Overwatch in the nude. So what do you guys have? All right. Well, besides Overwatch in the nude, um, like <laughs> always, Symmetra. Symmetra changes are coming in the next PTR patch, confirmed by Blizzard. Mm, uh, today. The, the PTR is live, yeah. Yes. And so, Som- uh, not Sombra, who did drop, but Symmetra has a new redesign and i'm actually really excited about it um as someone who loves playing support characters and cannot typically find the time to want to play symmetra this is great um so i'll just give you the brief overview and then i'm going to encourage you guys to go to blizzard.com and check out the updates but uh in the ptr symmetra has been given a second ultimate yes a second what she has dual ults dual ults now because she is the only character i think think one of the other only characters who besides torb uh who presses ult and then has to trigger to deploy it um now if you hit the ult key again it will cycle to her secondary so she's got two ultimates one is of course the teleporter does not go away i'll talk about that in a second but the new ultimate which you can cycle to is the shield generator a shield generator creates an active shield push to all players through walls in a wide area net, meaning Symmetra can hide her generator and create a danger nest with her point placement lasers. Uh, And it will affect most of the team in a huge area. So it's a really great way for you to support your teammates um, instead of feeling like a one trick pony. Um, I know that if you were a Symmetra main, God bless you, but if you were a Symmetra player at all, um, Symmetra can feel a lot like she is a one trick pony in that uh, she's really great for on Watchpoint Gibraltar getting to the the first gate, right? Making sure your team is always in the fight, doesn't have to run all the way across the map to get back to the battle, you know. Um, now, the fact that you can place a generator changes the game a little bit. You're now more of an overall support class. This did replace her secondary attack or uh, ability, which was tossing shields. So a power that she has was she could toss shields out to any player that was in her line of sight, She can no longer do that, Uh, but in exchange, she now can send a shield out like Reinhard can. It makes an ovuloid shape, um, and it will push forward on a track. So whatever direction you aimed the shield on, uh, it will travel forward at a very slow rate, but it's big enough to shield you and one or two teammates um, as well. So you guys can move forward, and it's kind of like a call to action uh, to pull people forward if you need to get past a choke point and you don't have a Reinhardt with your with your party. So it's a great secondary option. Uh, the other thing they did was... She's like a little baby Reinhardt? She's a little baby Reinhardt now, and I love it. The other thing they did was they gave both of her deployable ults 
the shield generator and the teleporter, they gave them half shield health, meaning um, now it regens. So shield health is beautiful because it will actually regrow, meaning you don't get knocked out. The problem with the teleporter before was even if you ended up killing whoever came into the danger nest where your teleporter was, um, they would do almost enough damage that the next person who came by and took one shot at it would knock it out and they would get credit for destroying the teleporter. Um, now the shield will bring it back up online so you don't have to worry and babysit it so much. The last thing they did, which is amazing, is Symmetra can deploy her point placement lasers. And it used to be you would have three queued up right away and then any additional one you wanted had a 12 second cooldown before it would let you in to a maximum of six point placement lasers. More importantly, yes. can you say deploy point placement lasers 10 times fast? Deploy point placement lasers? No, I can't. You couldn't I fail. Yeah, I couldn't do it one time. Uh, so now what you can do is all six of your lasers charge in, my lasers, are all ready to go immediately at spawn. So you have all six ready to go. If they are knocked off, they have a 10-second respawn recharge. So you get all six ready to go. You can set up your base. Um, it also means that after you've been running around for a while, your 10 seconds have expired, whatever, I guess it's one minute for all six. Um, you can then deploy all six at once, meaning you can move your nest very easily. And for Symmetra, that's a really big deal because before you kind of had to pick a spot and then guard it even if that no longer was an advantageous position because you had tech there. Um, and it felt like a waste of time for you to move because you were throwing away good lasers and you couldn't redeploy them without breaking the old ones. Now, if they break, you have all six ready to go again. Um, and it actually makes Symmetra a more viable threat for many more scenarios instead of her being a, okay, I guess because we're on this map, I'll play Symmetra because we need a Symmetra, not because I want to play Symmetra, which is now what it will be. Um, I'm exceptionally excited about that. If you want, I can give you the link um, to the developer update, but you guys can all Google it. Developer update, Symmetra redesign on Overwatch. Um, it's live now in the PTR and will be coming soon, probably in December, uh, in about a week or two, to console and PC. Okay. Big deal. I'm very excited. I love Symmetra. She's a good, she's a good character. <coughs> well, all right. Yeah. Um, what, what else, else for news there? Oh, this was a, this was kind of comical. So a group of hackers mined FIFA coins from EA servers and sold them on the black market to dealers in Europe and China. The FBI alleges the group made between 15 and 18 million dollars. Oh, shit. First, I was going to be like, oh, neat. FBI is like, these guys downloaded all the skins and were mad about it, but they actually made a shit ton no, of money. No, they made a lot of money off it. All right. Yeah, I didn't expect that. That's pretty uh, good for you, thieves. Yes, yeah, I mean, not good for you, but good for you. In uh, unfortunate news, Vivendi's continuing their slow, hostile takeover of Ubisoft and now uh, own 24% of the company. I mean, it's going to happen, but I... Oh, uh, it's so sad. Uh, um, yeah, I, I'm sort of still torn about this only because there was a good number of years where everyone was like, man, Ubisoft, what the worst, you know, developers that there are. I'm not saying that's who they are now. I'm just saying they have done some shit. So, you know, just just being real, guys. That's fair. All, being those, real. all those raving rabbits and stuff. They, um, they, just, they did some stuff, you know, that's all. So we all remember last year at the Game Awards when Hideo Kojima was 
um, banned from attending the awards. And Konami accepted an award on his behalf for Metal Gear Solid 5. Cold-blooded. Well, uh, it has been confirmed He made by... up his own award, and he accepted it on their behalf to get him back. No. So Jeff Keighley has, um, after calling them out last year publicly during the awards, which was hilarious, uh, he has confirmed that Hideo uh, Kojima will in fact be at this year's Game Awards, and he will be receiving an award for Industry Icon. So he'll actually be here, which will Finally be Finally get it cool. himself. I know, seriously, getting something he definitely deserves. deserves. Yeah. That's uh, great, man. That's really cool. I don't know if uh, Tristan may have missed this, too. So a YouTube star based in Brooklyn named Akita gained a lot of attention when he live-streamed what, claimed to be, what he claimed to be a Nintendo Switch he received early. However, no, no. How exactly? Reddit was quick to determine the console was a complete fake, uh, and they were actually it was actually manufactured by the same uh, guy in Sw- I think Sweden, who made oh the, the dude who made that weird the f- fake mm. controller one, yeah. F you, Sweden. Yeah. Sweden, stick to your Swiss Army knives and your cake rolls. Uh, what else? What else? What else? So Germany lifted a ban on Red Faction after 15 years. Watchdogs today just got some of their online multiplayer uh, brought online for Watchdogs 2, which I think I just said. Guys, um, what biggest news? Biggest news. What's what? the biggest news? Lego City Undercover, which was originally exclusive to Wii U, and is actually a really really good game is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. What? I was actually just going to say it's like, It's like GTA if GTA was for kids. With Legos. Kids GTA? What's better than... GTA is for kids. Exactly. Totally. Right. Yeah. Totally for Especially kids. The murdering people. Uh, I don't... Did we talk about... Uh, I can't even remember the last time we podcast. I don't even think this was news, but there's a rumor right now that uh, Breath of the Wild is not going to make the launch for a Switch. Oh, I totally Lame. don't think it is. No. But day one, Mar- Mario is supposed to be day one, which is, I think is cool. I'm going to hold faith that it will. Mario Maker? No, a new Mario game. <clears throat> no, oh, the a, new Mario. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, I need... I need anything with it, but that's great. Speaking of rumors, the latest Switch rumor points to a $250 price point, uh, US. I don't, I, don't, I don't buy that. Mm-mm. I don't know. $299. $299 minimum, dude. Yeah. That's $299, what I think. $350. Yeah, I mean, because it's a, it's a tablet, right? I mean, ultimately, it's a tablet with attachment points and the dock. Uh, I'll be super right. surprised if it's $250. Yeah, two fifty. That'd be really cheap. I mean, not. I'm not going to be much, complaining, that's how much mind the you. But 3DS cost when it launched, dude. Yeah, yeah which was overpriced. A little. It didn't go anywhere. Well, yeah, that's <clears> why they cut it. Yeah. Uh, another bit of Switch rumor news is that it will receive a third upcoming Pokemon game titled Pokemon Stars, which will mm-hmm. coincide. Oh, it's a Snap clone. Yeah, alongside Sun and Moon. Um, which will, you know, it'll have higher resolution assets and things like that. 
the other bit of news is Ubisoft is working, and this is a rumor, I'm sorry, not news. Ubisoft is working on a Raving Rabbids slash Super Mario RPG crossover in collaboration with Nintendo for the upcoming Switch titled RPG Invasion, Mario RPG Invasion what? of the Rabbids. What did I just say about Ubisoft? There you go. Uh, what did I just say? Suppo- I don't know that that's true, but I mean, come on. Guys. Supposedly it'll be shown off during the uh, Switch presentation in January. They said bury it. So they should uh, bury that. An that's actual all I got. interesting, an actual interesting factoid is uh, Masahiro Sakurai has come out and said that he's working on a new project. Now, if you don't know who that is, he is the mastermind behind Super Smash Brothers. Oh. Uh, so for him to come out and say that he is working on something totally new basically says that, you know, if there is, to me, it says if there is a Smash Brothers in the works for Switch, it's going to be a straight port done by another company for mm. uh, of, of the existing one. Uh, but, I mean, it's not the first time he's made other games outside of Smash. He made that sick uh, Kid Icarus game for 3DS. That was really good. So, mm. I'm excited to know more about that. I downloaded that game. I didn't play it yet, though. It's really good, dude. Yeah. Cool. Good. All right. Also, uh, an interesting thing about Masahiro Sakurai is the dude's like 50 years old, but he looks like he just got pubes. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. I'm good. Hang on. I'm Googling him. Hang on. How do you spell that? Uh, M A S A H I R O. Uh, S A K U R A I. Yep. No, I'll do it later. Send me a link. <laughs> oh my God! You really just had me spell that out on the podcast. <laughs> really do it. I <laughs> I was following along and then I was like, I can't get it quick enough. And then I'd feel like an idiot asking you You're to repeat it. Dead to and me. Dead. No, I just sound like an idiot to screw you. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Uh, so okay. let's touch on let's touch on our topic then tone which is oh wait no shigeru miyamoto turned 64 that's when? old when did that happen uh, last week oh, oh and happy birthday playstation 3 as well as playstation network turned 10 recently what so there was something else that turned 10 recently too xbox turned 15 other than kids all around the world my boner xbox turned 15 on uh like three days ago. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, really recently. So, happy birthday to Xbox and PlayStation. Cool. Yes. Uh, oh, yo. Wait, wait, wait. Did you did you guys hear about this uh, Legend of Zelda uh, escape room? Thing? Wow. Do you listen That's... when we podcast? I swear you don't. Did we already you, talk I about swear that? you don't listen. All you you're Pokemon. just you just like you're <laughs> you playing do. Pokemon or you're typing, looking up, looking up porn. No, it's well. It's very specific. Shiguru, Mayo, whatever. That's Japanese porn. Macho, Picho, dude. Macho Picho and my Picho Pacho, Pancho. (laughs) So, the topic of the topic of show is mobile games, which I know we've discussed before. So, hear me out. It's important stuff. We're gonna talk. uh, Put a slightly different spin on it. We're gonna talk about um, the price point for mobile games, which we've talked about, but. Price point in relation to you know what Nintendo is trying, uh, which is bucking the trend of the iOS App Store, um, and the way that 
they're trying to get their IP out there and known and trying to filter people and bring people over to their you know home console whether it be switch or 3ds it definitely won't be the wii u uh and how other companies have tried to do something similar have you seen uh in relation to that how hard nintendo is pushing wii u sales right now well are they yeah they set up like a whole bunch of wii u booths next to talk to santa booths in a lot of malls really yeah, it's because they want to offload inventory, kind of offload stock. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of stop manufacturing. Sort of messed like up a, though. A whole whole fire sale. It's kind of <laughs> everything like, must go. Come on, dudes, like, going out of business. Give it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So let's let's start by then just talking about the most recent because I think there's a couple of things I want to say about it, and then we can get to the next pieces. But uh, Super Mario Run. Okay, so free to start. What does that mean? Exactly what it says. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, it. Will. It doesn't cost anything at first. You play it for a while, then it costs something. All right, so then the question becomes, what is that paywall? Is the You know paywall... how, like, sometimes when you go to a, a <clears throat> casino, they'll, like, give you right, a yeah, voucher? Right, yeah, they lure you in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, just enough to play a couple rounds. No, I get you. But is it a paywall like certain games have paywalls in that the game literally locks up. There's a trial period, and then after the hour or two hours or whatever line they make, 30 minutes for most games, you physically can't play the game anymore. Yeah. You have to buy you can it. Only, you, can I, only I play, would, you can only play so much of the game. Okay, or... I would imagine that it is, you know, first 1-1, one, 1-2, one, one, and then beyond that, you, you, you can get a taste and you can do that as much as you want, like a regular straight-up demo. Mm. But then beyond that, if you but, want the rest of the level, right? Who knows? Because Nin- Nintendo is also the only company I've ever seen that gives you limited plays on demos on the 3DS. So maybe they would lock you out completely. That's fair. So that's that's kind of the question because it, it draws a line I, between what kind of game you're going to be trying out. I don't think there's going to be like a play limit. I think it'll be a level limit. Like like you said, you'll get to one dash one, one dash two, and that's it. But you can play those as much as you want. But to yeah. go beyond that, you'll have to pay that nine ninety nine in a purchase, mm. which I mm. like better than having to buy lives or something like that. I hate that yeah. purchase micro for micro budget. Exactly. All right. Now, granted, that kind of sales technique is bullshit because I agree with you, and I feel like I'd rather pay for the game up front just to have it. The trouble with that, though, is that you. You can very easily run into a game mechanic where where you can't progress unless you pay for it, and I think that's where people get mad about it. So, for example, Candy Crush. And I've talked about this before. But Candy Crush, you get like a grenade, right? And it blows up whatever gems or candy you've got left, mm-hmm. and they give you one or two, and then literally you get to a level where you get stuck. And... Um, Sorry, there's crazy people outside my house. Uh, you get to a level where you get stuck and you need the bombs and it's like, oh, you just use one of those two bombs we gave you, right? And then you have to buy more or else you can't go any further. Mm. So it could be like that and that's so. annoying. I, or I, if they play it right, they could say, okay, well, you know, you get a really nice blasé version of the game and it gives you everything you want to play with. But if you want to play this super cool stuff or buy coins to make your game like super whatever and you earn coins really slowly, you can buy them, but you don't have to buy them. 
And that's kind of the microtransactions that I prefer. And it's something that Overwatch does too, right? You can buy skins, modifications, make it yours, but you don't have to for the game to be Yeah, fun. I think the Overwatch thing's a little different though because, you know, like Dota and stuff, that's all aesthetic. It doesn't actually affect the way you play the game. Right. And obviously I'm biased because that's my favorite type of in-app purchase. But, you know, I, I just feel like to fully unlock the game they have to really show users what kind of full-blown content they're going to get i'm actually got an article in the works that i'm going to post uh this weekend about um yes i know i'm actually going to write an article for you oh man it's um, like you read my mind i I do the (laughs) the (laughs) the world of mobile gaming and the different types um that there are and something that i was mentioning in it is you kind of really have to know that you're going to get an exceptional experience for you to want to drop some money in an iOS title. You 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 just do. And so how how, how much how much of that experience are you saying you need to be treated to for free before? Well, that's being the question. That I don't I don't know. And I think a lot of that comes down to for me personally. I I usually if it's an expensive game, will watch other people play it, or I'll get a sense from the videos, or if there's a demo, I'll play the demo a couple of times. And it really comes down to, at the end of the demo, at the end of the videos, if I'm like, yeah, I could sink a couple of hours into that and not hate my phone or want to do something different, then it becomes worth it. But if somebody's saying, even $5 for an app, and I look at it and it looks beautiful and looks really cool, and then I see someone play it, and they've only made one video of it, right? Mm-hmm. Or they've only played it for so many hours, or I asked somebody else who bought the game, and they're like, yeah, I mean, I picked it up, it's cool, whatever and they're not gushing about it, I'm like, that's not worth my time. I don't want to spend that kind of money there. And it's stupid. It's a cup of coffee. I might as well just drop the money. But there is a barrier in my head that's like, it's not worth the time investment. So when I see this $10 price tag, for me, I'm like, okay, well, I'm I'm basically buying what they're saying is a full-blown title for iOS. And that's cool. That's really exciting. But, you know, for me, it's... It seems like a lot unless I know that I'm really going to get something out of it for a length of time that is significant. I don't know. Is that too much to ask for? I don't know. No, Maybe it is. I, I think I think what's going to happen and what my hope is going to happen is, like I said, you know, they'll give you they'll give you the first few levels. Um, and go ahead. Uh, what, no, I just no. wanted to quick say so on the their official press release they say. Um, Super Mario Run can be downloaded from the App Store at no cost, and players can try elements of the game's three modes for free. Once the game has been downloaded, a one-time payment of $9.99 will grant unlimited access to each of the three modes in this release. Okay, so you so you'll get like a, a taste of a little first, bit of everything, yeah. Yeah, my my hope is that they'll do that, and they'll really, as opposed to going for in-app purchases and things like Will is saying they'll really say, you know, they'll kind of lead the charge that there is demand for premium mobile content. You know, they'll, they'll, yeah. the, our, our content, our game is so strong. Our, our game is so well made that I don't know it's that worth that know. $10. Uh, I really, I really don't know. And we, we were speaking about this, you know, a while ago on the text thread, we posted that transcript. If you guys haven't seen it, we'd had a whole kind of like chat back and forth about our thoughts, but there was, I don't know. I think I feel like you guys agreed, but there was a strong feeling like even if they blew up the $10 wall or $5 wall or whatever it is, right? And they're like premium games can't exist. 
you know, I don't, I don't know that the market is strong enough to sustain that kind of stuff. Every game that's come out that expensive has dropped eventually to a lower price point to meet the demand. How many of those games are ports of existing games? Though? Almost all exactly. of them. Exactly. Almost all they're of not, them. They're not, None of them exactly, are. They're not tailored. They're, most, they're mainly Square Enix titles that they put out. But but here's the thing about a, you know an iOS or a Android game, and I, I sort of use iOS interchangeably, so I'm sorry, Android users. But for a mobile game, right? you really kind of have a very limited amount of controls. There's le- there's like left side of the screen, right side of the screen, and like maybe bottom and top, okay? And taps, so or multi-touch. But for the most part, you don't have the luxury of a tactile response from X, Y, A, B, and from a joystick that you would get from a 3DS, for example. Mm-hmm. So you're very limited with what you can do with control schemes, meaning you have to dumb it down a little bit to kind of give this simple, catchy experience that, that people listen. want to keep coming back to. I just don't know that it's, listen, I don't know, listen, listen. dare say not possible. I, I will always be the number one person to say that, and this is the reason that I don't play mobile games, is because there is no controllers, and I much prefer tactile button response right, to right. touchscreen shit. But at the same time, there it is, is entirely possible to make a quality, fantastic game without the use of any buttons. And I don't have to point anywhere further than WarioWare Twisted for the Game Boy Advance, mm. which literally the entire game was you tilting and turning your Game Boy or Monument to play the game. on iOS. Fair. Uh, Monument yeah. Valley was yeah. also good. Yeah, 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 okay, granted. I mean, there are... Okay, so there are... You're right, that was probably too far. There are some exceptions to the rule, it, it and they're interesting, depends, innovative titles. It really all depends on how creative the developer is hmm. and what kind of ideas they can convey with the with the limitations of the hardware they have and there is no company better in the entire world at doing you know amazing things with hardware limitations than Nintendo they're the only company that can take you know underpowered Wii U hardware and make a game that looks like it could compete with a PS4 oh game. it's unbelievable what they can do on the tech side of things mm. yeah mm. but is it now, because they're branching out of their comfort zone and developing something for a system and hardware that's not theirs, are they limited by that? I think they need to be cautious because, like, like you know, Miyamoto has said, the, the problem with developing third-party and for, for mobile is they don't have control over that hardware. And there's no guarantee that they can have continued lasting support on on those platforms because the hardware is always constantly changing and they don't have any control over that. So, Which, to your point, is hmm. why I, I think I read the same kind of interview, why uh, Miyamoto said that that's why they chose to launch on iOS first. Because Apple, and according to him, Apple and Nintendo the way that they approach hardware and software and having them seamlessly work together, they're so similar in that respect uh, that it was not only easier for them to do it on iOS, but it just made the most sense to start there. That makes sense. All right. I mean, I suppose I'm, I'll be interested to see what happens. I, I think everyone is going to be curious to see how the game plays out and, you know, obviously whether or not the $10 is Now, here's the other thing. It, yeah doesn't really 
matter that much because I if so about 20 million people have subscribed for to get the day one notification when the game comes out. Oh yeah. Even if sure. 2 million people buy those game that game, that's a ton of extra money, right? But I feel like even if they don't buy the game for $10, if they like it enough and it drives them to Nintendo hardware, they're winning even more that way. Even just brand awareness. And that's, that's what fair. it's about. It's yeah. about it's about driving, driving traffic. traffic. To their main platforms. Exactly. And not just their platforms, but their IP in general. You know, they're working on these different mm. movies. They're having these uh, uh, attractions with Universal they're setting up. Like, they're going kind of Disney-like with their IP, you know? They want to get it mm. out there. Like it used to be back in the day when they, you know, when we had uh, Mario comics and we had um, the TV show, regardless of what you thought of it, and they had a live-action movie that... Never, Never happened. happened. Um, <laughs> but the point is, they they let it happen, you know. And then yeah, I feel yeah. like they got they got big for their boots. I feel like you know th- they saw what happened because of some of the choices they made, and they played everything close to their chest for decades. And now it's at the mm. it's at this point where they're starting to they got to get their rear in exactly gear. because they're starting to. It breaks my heart to say this, but kind of fade away as smartphones have exploded and handhelds have declined uh and especially with the rise of the quote-unquote hardcore gamers who primarily play on just xbox pc or ps4 excuse me peasants i would never be caught dead playing on a console but that's the general mentality you know no i know i get you yeah well that's obviously true. not all of I, I think you've got obviously we all don't agree with it because we all play on every platform right. including you know i even you know you guys know that i don't play a lot of games on mobile but i still have a folder of mobile games because there's some good stuff out there um true. but i feel like now more than ever is there it's go time for them. Like they have to get Mario out there. They have to get all these, this great kid friendly, you know, properties that they have out there as well as make new ones like Splatoon. Um, yeah. And what better uh, way? Splatoon. What, all right then. What better way than to start it on mobile? Yeah. I mean, I think you've got a point and that is something I hadn't considered was the impact of it just as a brand awareness you know, deployment idea. Um, because I was talking to a couple other people who aren't in the gaming world. Um, but they they kind of were mentioning, like, it seems steep to them, and they're not sure they're going to buy it. But again, I mean, if it's a really epic game, and enough people try it, enough people get talking about it, and obviously we're talking about it, so it's already generating traffic for them, you know, perhaps, um, perhaps they're going to have a big big impact and, and see a return so good for them i mean hell it might even drive traffic not that they need any more traffic but it might drive traffic i think or, they, i think they could use or it well i was gonna i'm not finished or kids to the uh nes oh. classic the reason i say it doesn't need more traffic is because you can't find the damn thing uh <laughs> but fair i mean you know you have a kid playing this free level or two and they're like oh what's this and the you know f- father or mother's like oh that's mario Oh, 
hey, there's a $60 micro console. Let me buy that as a literal stocking stuffer. And then Christmas Day, yeah. Christmas break, you just play old school Mario 1, 2, 3 with your kid. Like, how cool is that? That's pretty good. And they might not, and yeah. they, you know, instead of spending $10 on the game, they might have just spent 60 on an NES Classic, which is money way better spent, especially for someone who may not be into games, you know? Start them with the classic. Right, so then let me play Devil's Advocate for a second. Isn't that Tristan? So let's say they're in game. I know, but I like doing it sometimes. <laughs> let's say that the this is their goal. Because I think that's a you you've actually made a good point, which is I think they probably are aiming a lot more for brand awareness and for, you know, immersion into the IP and getting people interested in the old school cool, right? I like that old so, school cool. So let's say <laughs> let's say that that's the goal for them. Why not make their game cheaper and allow more people to become immersed with their game? I'm gonna just so Since you know, I'm gonna make a sh- I'm gonna make a shirt that says that. Feel yeah. Old school, cool. I'm old school, cool. Nintendo. No, not with the Nintendo. You for sure should do that. Yes, I'd buy one. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Um, that's okay. So, but like, if that's the case, why not make the game itself more accessible to more users? therefore allowing more people to get in, knowing that the end result is going to be better brand awareness, better IP immersion, more Nintendo purchases as you go forward. I'd argue it's, success- I'd argue it's successful it feel- enough already. Or, I mean, it's, we're hypothetically arguing, but I would say, no, I would say that offering a sampling of the three, three mo- uh, modes and then just saying, hey, unlock the whole thing for 10 bucks." It has replayability, especially for people who want to get better scores and more stars and you know, all that stuff. And then right. down the road, that might lead to, okay, well, I beat this game. I want to try more. And again, it leads to, okay, well, cool. Even if they don't buy current mm-hmm. hardware, they could be like, they could buy a used 3DS or DS for you know, crying out loud and be like, oh, they have... Uh, New Super Mario Brothers on this thing, or right? Hell, you could even you could even play the Mario sixty four DS game. Yeah. Now, of course, counterpoint and in agreement with you, counterpoint to myself. I was going to say the ten dollar does make it feel like this is a luxury brand. This is a cool thing. This is worth lots. You know. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe there is some psychiatry there. Maybe they've done their research and. Maybe I'll end up buying it anyway. I am. I, I am. Because I, I know it's a one-handed <laughs> game I would definitely play on those train rides where I only have one hand free. Because the other one's um, down my pants. That's really, that's really all I buy games for now is that <laughs> mobile. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So I, so I guess we're going to find out. What's the release date? December 15th. I feel like when my new computer is supposed to finally arrive. So I feel like a lot of people have been harping on this price point when the bigger picture is it really – that's not the whole point of this. Yeah. I mean them getting your $10 is great, but they want more than that. It's about – Your soul. Sure. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's about – It's just about getting – it's about it's the brand about immersion. Bleh, brand yeah. awareness and everything. I think so, so too. I think you got a really good point. I yeah, it's that. bigger than the price point that everyone's making a big deal out of. So, those are hmm. my thoughts. 
Cool. Tristan, what do you think? Stop stop I'm playing Pokemon, Tristan. I'm not. <laughs> I don't believe He's you. In Moon. Tr- okay, I might be doing Wonder Tr- Trades. Tristan, yeah. am I going to have to make us do the video portion just so I can watch you in the Keep nanny cam? You, bro. Listen, I already, you know, I already said my opinions on on it. I think I, I think this is going to be not necessarily make or break for Nintendo, but it's really going to test how how they proceed in the future. You know, if this if this is a total failure, because not even just because it's ten dollar game, just because maybe it sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, always possible. Then, then they can always just be like, okay, well, let's just fall back to what we know we're good at, which is making you know quality handheld titles. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's great and people love it and they really latch onto it, um, that will definitely encourage that that mobile push long term. But I don't think that it's going to drive away from their main business. They're so committed to that at this point. Oh, yeah. Right. But at the same time, I don't remember what I was going to say now. I had a really valid point, but then I got a really crappy Pokemon, so. <laughs> God damn it, Tristan. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, all right, whatever. It's probably not important. <laughs> wait, wait, it's coming back to me. Do, uh, do, price point, do, expensive, $10. Do, people get pissed. Nope, it's gone. All right. It's gone with the wind. Uh, I think this has been a pretty good episode 39. I've been pleased. Yeah, it was uh, good. Key takeaways, right? Key takeaways? Uh, save Dishonored 2 all the time. Don't save oh, over I remember what I was going to say. Cloud. I remember what I was going to say. You're welcome, Tristan. I okay, so... I don't think that this $10 price point is something Nintendo can repeat. I think I think Mario might be the one and only title that they can put this kind of price point on and expect it to be so well received. They I don't just, even think they could make a mobile Zelda. I 100% agree. For $10. I would not buy a $10 uh, mobile Zelda track. I, I will I, tell you that right yeah, now. Yeah, it's just Nintendo, Mario's so iconic. He's so well known. You know, he's like... He's up there with, you know, Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. or, you know, Snoopy or Snoopy? You know, any of those classic icon. Yeah, yeah dude, Snoopy's pretty iconic. He just did, yeah. he did just knows, go to Disney I'm just World. Saying, I'm just he saying. He did just go to Disney Cla- World. What does Snoopy have to do with yeah. Disney World? If you don't like the Peanuts, get off of this No, I love podcast. the Peanuts. Oh, I have, I have all the holiday episodes. Into Snoops. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, but what I'm saying is I, as as great as nintendo's stable of ips are i don't think they have another thing that they could charge that much for that people would would receive as well as as a mario title not even zelda not metroid i would agree i would agree i would feel like if they did try it it would be with zelda or even metroid but i feel like the backlash for an ios metroid versus a proper console release would be catastrophic Mm. But anyway, good points. Good points. I would say it was a good, uh, good episode. Um, yeah. I again, um, really, really like and Watch Dogs too. Uh, if there's one thing I can say, it's probably 
to completely disregard the first one and push it out of your mind, which it probably already is, I would disassociate it with it completely with the with the, the second one. Just treat the second one as a whole new game because it really is. I'm telling you. There's a funny little dig at Aiden Paris too. They finally like acknowledge how. I'm not gonna say anything because it was something I stumbled across, which I thought like a like a dig or a a cameo. Like, is he in it? I don't know. So, Google it. God, I hope they kill him off. That would be great. (laughs) He's dead. So, man. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah. This uh, ends episode 39 of Pixelator's Land Party. Guys, next episode we're going to be entering midlife crisis territory. Oh my god! Yeah, we will. Oof. Uh, can I just say, for the record, that our audio quality has surpassed everything I thought it was going to. Um. So thank you. Yeah, especially for living. Besides the trucks. I mean, it's also much you can choppers. do when you live in New York. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, we're getting we're getting good. I'm into it. This is yeah. great. Uh, the audio has um, been stellar. If if you guys have thoughts, audience, about um, Super Mario Run price, if you have thoughts about developer update for Dishonored, uh, if you have <laughs> updates, thoughts about Symmetra, let us know. We are always interested in that, and uh, we do actually reply to all the tweets that get sent to us, um, pretty timely even. So if you do... Um, you know, want to chat? Send us tweets. Speaking of tweets, real quick, uh, I had done. You okay, Tristan? Yeah, I dropped my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it wasn't your 3DS because there was no swearing. Yeah. So, uh, according to a poll that I ran on our uh, Pixel Raider Twitter, uh, did I ever tell you about the on. time I got robbed and the only thing on my mind was my 3DS and how I hope they didn't get that? <laughs> I wish God. that that wasn't. I wish that I was joking about that, but <laughs> yeah, that was literally the only thing I could think oh of. My God. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> anyway, fifty-eight percent uh, of people chose Litten as their starter Pokemon. Twenty. I didn't because I'm I'm. Twenty-two percent chose Roulette. Yep. And twenty percent chose. Uh, I'm probably gonna say this wrong. Poplio. 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 I only had to soft reset eight times before I got a female. So, all right, guys. Uh, it's been fun. We'll see you after the holidays, before Christmas sometime, 100%. Uh, True. You know, shoot us an email, podcastpuxerator.com, or reach out to us on Twitter. All our handles are embedded in every single episode. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.